Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. All right, welcome back to another edition of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. Jake, how are you this afternoon? Man, it is hot. Have it you, is hot. Have you been outside playing very much today? Well, we had soccer practice at 9 this morning with my youngest one. And I was starting to think 9 wasn't a great idea. But then as the day has went on, 9 was a great idea. Oh, yeah, I went to Mama's and cut grass way early this morning. <laughs> now, some of the projects I've started since then or finished since then, yeah. I may should have started them even earlier. Well, I thought nine wasn't a great idea, but uh, but now I think it is. Maybe six would have been better, but I don't think the the youngins would have been <laughs> quite energetic enough at six. Well, my understanding is real quick that maybe one youngin wasn't all that excited about it to begin with today. To, that would have to be mine. Yeah, he 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 had to have a little bit of a uh, little bit of a do better talk this morning, but he he finally got attitude going. adjustment. He did. I mean, he out of the two of them, he gets more than the other one. It just takes him a little, a little bit more motivation. But I think probably all that playing last night he did with the with the youngins that was over here as we was going through our Delta stuff and yeah, us preparing for the banquet last night. They had them. A, they I think had they had way time. more fun than we did, and we they had a pretty did. good time. But we did, we did. We had a good turnout of committee members last night, and you know, got all our all our banquet stuff in. That's coming up next weekend. Yes. Man, uh, anybody listening, the Delta Waterfowl, our sixth annual banquet yep. is coming up this next weekend. That would be the seventeenth. Seventeenth, yeah. At Percy Quinn State Farm, doors open at 5.30. Not State Farm, throwing that State Farm Oh, well, my bad. Percy Quinn State Park, my yeah. bad. Sorry. Some yeah, the convention get... center. I've had a couple of people actually call me and ask me where it was, but if you enter Percy Quinn State Park off Highway 48, you can come in, go past the golf course, go past the check-in, and be your next row on the right. they got signs there to follow it up. but you'll... And we'll have some banners out yeah. to try to help folks get there. But look, yeah. you can go online, you can go on Facebook, uh, Southwest Mississippi Delta Waterfowl, yeah, it's actually SWMSDeltaWaterfowl.com. And you can purchase tickets, you can purchase sponsor packages, whatever you need to purchase, you can get them there. And I actually had some online ticket sales this year. It's pretty pretty decent, pretty decent. Yeah, we did pretty good with that so far. Yeah. Uh, maybe a few more to come between now and then. Had a sponsor. Yeah. Hey, real quick, let's talk about something real fast. Yeah. We have our youngest sponsor. I want to check with Delta Waterfowl to see if a 12-year-old doing a sponsorship yeah. is the youngest ever through the organization yeah that's pretty cool i know when you told me told me that he was going he was wanting to sponsor i mean that's what he wanted to do it was his money his yeah. mama told me that he wanted to do one and he wanted to use his money not hers yeah and he did it because he could get into the delta waterfowl banquet as what they call a green wing that's, that's what we call our youth and they can get in free but he 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 chose to be a sponsor this year that's pretty awesome that's He's a pretty cool kid. He's he he's shot with us before on yeah. our ski team, and we actually won. we got to take him on that fishing trip because he keeps asking about it. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to find a weekend here before long. And I would like for it to get a little bit cooler. It probably won't be as rough on him, but me, well, I would rather for it to be a little bit more enjoyable. That's fine. That's fine. I'm in no rush. But A young uh, man like him, he's got fishing on the brain. He don't. He probably don't think about everything that comes along with it like we you do. You know, he also goes fly fishing quite a bit. Really? And my understanding is he's – pretty good with it um, I, didn't I had that. some pheasant feathers left over a couple of years ago from a hunt that we did of course my wife was going to do some decorations and some other folks were going to do decorations so I came home with two or three bag full of rooster tail feathers and he wound up taking I don't know half a bag full of them and he's tying his own flies with them that's pretty impressive yeah at 12 
Actually, I think he was 11 when he did that. So. Well, Hayden's just a jack of all trades, isn't he? He's a pretty nifty little kid. Well, you know, when he shot with us, the, the skeet shoot you were talking about, what was that several months ago, he had a broke shooting hand. Well, it wasn't his fingers or something on his shooting hand was broke, right? Yeah. One of his fingers? He had a cast on that on his right hand, and he's yeah. right-handed. So. Yeah. And still pulled out better numbers than a lot of the a adults. A lot of the grown-ups there. Yes. Should have been taking some lessons from a broke-fingered 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think at that time he was still 11, too. So, oh, wow. Uh, wow. You know, I've seen grown men not want to shoot with him out there. Oh, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. Especially when he shoots trout. He yeah. said he likes them going away from him. So, yeah. when he shoots a 23 out of 25, or I've actually watched him shoot a 24 out of 25. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. No doubt. We know folks that can't get higher than 10. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to name names. No. But if anybody's listening to this that knows us real well, you will know that that perfect 10. <laughs> I think it even made the newspaper a couple of years ago about somebody, yeah. an unnamed person, shot yeah. a perfect 10. They did. They did. But uh, getting back kind of what we were, what we were talking about with the Delta Banquet, um, you know, Big Jeff Nunnery, that's the last, last podcast series. He's going to be there uh, doing some picking and grinning, as he likes to say, you know, as we going through the, through the opening of the banquet, kind of getting everybody there. Getting meals, he's gonna be playing and singing. Um, yeah. Mike Billy's barbecue is gonna be there catering this year. I talked to Greg and Greg's back our, cooking again, and I've, I've never heard anything but good stuff mm-hmm. on on the reviews we've had with him the last couple of years. So yeah, it's all. And we've got a lot of really neat new things. Uh, we do this year. Some new things we're trying. Yeah. So we hope everybody has a real great time and comes out. Yeah, yeah, I'm real excited about it, man. The time has flown by. It doesn't seem like another another banquet will be coming up, but. No, I'll tell you another one, and uh, I had told him the other day that we'll get him on here either this coming week or next week, uh, the Lincoln County Wildlife Expo. Yeah, that's uh, coming up, what, the next weekend, right? The next weekend yeah. on the 24th. I talked to Jordan Quinn the other day, and he told me that, hey, he would be glad to come on and talk about his expo. They are supposed to have the biggest one they've ever had yet. Wow. Uh, matter of fact, he told me if we wanted a booth, he would hold us a booth. But it was going to be outside because he no longer had anything inside. Oh, so he is. I bet the air conditioning that went quick. I bet. Probably so. <laughs> Probably so. I mean, well, speaking of that, speaking of of expos, we we've had a busy week, man. This first week, anybody that's followed along on us and followed us on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, you've you've kind of got to see what we've done. And y'all, if you haven't been following along. Go go and follow us. You know, we try to make sure we have something neat on each and every day and, and yeah. you know, try to kind of give a few hints of what we're doing or where we're going next. But, yeah, you know, we started this two weeks ago. Almost two weeks ago, I think, to this weekend, I believe. And like we had said in the first one, we had talked about this for a while and we had spent a lot of time trying to get all our ducks in a row and make sure timing was right on everything and get our – figure out how to do our audio and that is a learning curve we're still trying to figure out how to do audio the best that we can well i'm sure people are picking up that this is probably a little better than our last three so yes we have upgraded equipment we're stepping in the right direction we are that and and i'll tell you this the the way we were able to step in this direction we i met a guy at the wildlife expo last weekend didn't know him from adam Got to talking with him. He told me he did a podcast. He said, man, if you ever need any help, give me a call. Guy gave me his number. I reached out to him said, look, you know, we, 
we're having a little trouble and we're trying to figure out how to make what we do better. We want yeah. to turn out a better product for the folks listening. Well, it wasn't that we were having so much trouble. We just wanted it better. We knew there were better opportunities out there. and and Because uh, I heard a lot of good things on other podcasts. And, man, just looking at it, we've reached, you know, we're over 500 downloads and growing every day with it. And uh, it's actually picking up pretty good. But that guy, well, he I was. I know, yeah, that was uh, that was Tyler with Louisiana yeah, Bowhunters. Yeah. And he has been a tremendous help here in the last week. Um, for somebody that we didn't know, a complete mm-hmm. stranger, to reach out and say that he would give us a hand yeah. and for him to actually follow through with it because we know some folks that are, you know, not everybody does that. Uh, some folks just wish you well, and, and some folks actually yeah. give you give you a little bit of insight and help you out. So he has been a tremendous help. I mean, the guy actually sent me a picture of everything he had and then he walked us through how to use it. You know, doing this, I have not found the uh, podcasting for dummies little book yet. No, I if they have one out, I'd sure <laughs> like to know where it is and see if we couldn't get our hands on it. But yeah, uh, kudos and a big shout out to him because that was that was awfully nice of him. But yeah, you know, the first week. We got a couple posted, and we were working on some things, and we've still got some other really neat things in the work, and we're on Podbean. We're looking yeah. at going to iTunes. Uh, yeah, you, we're working on our iTunes submission this week. Should be getting an email back from them. So, and you know, broadening I, our I mess the name of this one up every time. Spotify. Spotify. Okay. <laughs> All right. We know which one is the technical and which one is not in this group. And as Jeremy said, the bar is not very high for either one of us to – to leap, but I would say we've made some vast improvements in well, the last Well, we have, week. you know, talking about the the wildlife extravaganza we went to. I mean, we went to that just, just for a little bit more of an outreach on our end. I mean, you know, we got offered a spot there, and we, we, we talked on stage on Saturday. And, you know, we started our podcast. We wanted, because we knew, and, and the expo is a prime example of it, whenever you walk around, you see brands, you see logos, you see companies. And what we would like to do is get the story out of that. You know, every brand, logo, company, they have a story behind them. And we're actually working on one right now. We're not going to reveal who it is yet, but because it's still in the works, we're still getting episodes down with them. But we were able to talk on that. And it was a decent decent audience that we talked to. But, you know, that was just a chance for us to get up on stage and talk to those people, kind of explain what we're doing. And and I had a great time with it. We met a bunch of great people and actually got some – you know some some podcast material out of it of of what we're going to bring forward you know with some with some new episodes coming up well we were able to meet a lot of people in the industry that we didn't know we were able to re-energize some relationships that we already had Mm -hmm. and i think that's for us to be able to do this long term that's what we've got to do yeah quite often uh we got to meet a lot of new people that we we didn't know that are not in the industry, but had some pretty cool stories too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we probably educated a few people on what a podcast is because I've I've been at Expo several years and, <laughs> and I've never seen anybody really representing a podcast there. But you know, we had a lot of people look at what are y'all doing? Are y'all here? Are y'all here? We're a podcast. It's basically an online downloadable radio to, show. If I had to guess, I would say that twenty five people, twenty four, twenty five people, I helped download Podbean yeah. and yeah. put our podcast on theirs because they were like, man, we want to listen to y'all. Uh, we like what you say you're doing and where you're going with this, but how do I listen to it? Now, one thing was that one man, we had one guy that if we wasn't on Super Talk, he just wasn't going to listen to us. 
Yeah, he was pretty adamant about he that. Was, he was adamant. He didn't bring up any other station <laughs> whatsoever. If you weren't on Super Talk, he was not going to be able to hear you. Yeah. So uh, we told him that was something that we'll we would see try what to, we could do. We would try to work towards that. <laughs> Uh, in trying to figure out that industry, that's been a lot of fun in the last couple of weeks because we have been approached by several different radio stations and talked to a lot of people and trying to get what we're wanting to do to fit their format. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of hurdles to jump through. It is. But, uh, it is. You know, we may be able to get there, and if we don't, that's okay. I mean, yeah. you know, you and I were discussing the other night after we posted one, within two hours – we had twenty. We were downloaded in twenty three different states and I three countries. Right. Yeah, it was like. Well, I posted a, a picture on Instagram and Facebook the other day, kind of a, a map of where all we've been downloaded. It's pretty, pretty incredible to see that. But yes, like half the United States have downloaded, and surprisingly, New York is our number two state right now. Now, New York. Do you you think them old boys up there just want to hear some old boys down here? It may just be quality entertainment for them. I well, don't know. I, I talked to a guy the other day that was from closer up that area and he said man he said don't get it wrong he said in the towns in new york you have a lot of city people he said but it's a bunch of good country folks out i mean it's a it's a large state so yeah what is it upstate new york i think that man it's some of the best hunting in the country is up there from what i hear that's my understanding is is that it's a lot of now i've never actually hunted up there i had to work up there one time and that wasn't my cup of tea the turkey hunting is excellent up there from what i hear well you know we had a guy here from Liberty-ish area, I guess you could say that, and I believe he hunted Maine and yeah, yeah, three or three states up there this uh-huh. past year and was successful in each one. Yeah, he had a he had a really good and and we may have to get him on here and catch part of that story later on. Ooh. But now, right now, look, folks, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and tell you we'll let a little bit of the cat out of the bag, but we've got a pretty substantial list of folks yeah. throughout the industry, not only just friends and and folks that are in it, but a lot of connections that we've made, folks we've reached out to, and so far it's been a really positive, it has. Um, you know, feedback or or yeah, and it's more of those people like you know you'll see you you'll see you know them you know on Instagram or somewhere else or, or advertised maybe in a magazine. And heck, I'm just as curious as you. Are. I want to hear their story. Well, hearing their story, we get to put it on the podcast, and everybody else gets to hear it. You know, kind of behind the scenes. Well, that was one of the neat things about going to the expo last week. We got to hear a lot of neat stories. When yeah. we told people what it were, was we were looking at doing and that, you know, we we don't want to hear us talk all the time. We talk a lot. That's right. You know, I, I want to hear your story. I want to hear how you got into this, who influenced you, you know, where you've taken it from there, and where do you plan to go from here out. And some of the stories are really incredible. I mean, to give a little bit of one, you know, the my my partner in crime here, uh, he he found the quail egg booth and he he, he just I was couldn't. a proud supporter. Over he the was a very proud supporter of the quail egg booth, and we got to talking to them and how they got into the business, how they did what they did, and what new things they have coming up. It's just a really neat story, it's and a it neat allows story, yeah. it allows them a chance to tell their story and. Yeah. You know, do a little free advertising for themselves, and yeah, I, that that's hits a home run with me. I well, mean, like the um, the episodes we've we've recorded, you know, this, this past week that's not out yet, and they're not going to be coming out for a, for maybe another week or so. But that guy did did give us a shout out on Snapchat. Some of you may have seen that, 
but one of his captions that while we were recording the podcast, you know, he's a he's known to take selfies and such, which we mentioned that a little bit, but he said that he was answering some of the questions that people have asked him for years. And that's the kind of stuff we want to bring out in a podcast. You know, people's been wondering where you come from, how'd you get started? Well, we have a we have a format that we can we can get that out of them, maybe. Yeah, and and, and not to give anything away, but some of the stuff that he's already told us in the first couple that we've recorded, yeah. and it's going to be a more than one. It, it'll oh, be yeah. a – we we could not get the whole story of everything that we wanted, and they wanted to cover. That's right. In in just one uh, or two. It's going to wind up being a little bit more than that. But uh, it, it's some really interesting stuff, especially if you're, you know, a follower of theirs, if you mm-hmm. like their stuff, if you – maybe have aspirations of doing something similar. Yeah. I mean, he, he really doesn't hold anything back. He doesn't tell all of his trade secrets, but... Uh, he talks about plenty of hardships he had. I mean, not, not everything is a, is a, you know, is a, is a flowery rose in the garden, you know. It's, you're going to have some, some struggles, and, and he talks about them, but I know this past week has been fun. It's been busy. Um, man, it has been busy. Uh, I mean, from my end and your end and everything that we've got in the works, well, just... Let's back up track real quick. Just getting ready for the expo. I mean, we we posted our first episode on the Saturday before the expo. Yeah. On Sunday, I was talking with a guy that was going to the expo, and he was telling me that they were going to have to talk on stage, and they weren't really all that excited about it, just having to spend that much time on stage. And I told him, I said, man, you know what we're trying to do and what we've got going why don't you give us a chance and let us interview you on stage and we can kind of lead you through your conversation and it'll help you pass that hour because an hour on stage by yourself is a long time. Oh yeah. Unless you just get up there and start rambling on some (laughs) stuff. You've got to have all your ducks in a row. Right. And he was like, man, that's awesome. Yeah, let's do that. So I called uh, the organization that was putting it on, got in touch with them. They told me it was a long line, but if we were willing to talk on stage, they would help us. You know, yeah. See if they couldn't find something. Well, it turned out the a spot was able to open up where we were able to get on ourselves, and we jumped at it and took that opportunity to spread our name and to get everything out and you know just just get a chance for folks to see us and right. see kind of what we did and and then we're not quite maybe as uh, active on here all the time as we were on stage. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we we bounced around. If any of y'all watched any of the clips that we posted, you know, we we, we kind of – we had a good time. We I did. mean, we always have a good time. So oh, yeah. It, it doesn't matter whether we're telling stuff or hearing stuff. We're always having a good time. But trying to get everything ready for that, once we got approval and told we were going to have a spot to be able to do something, we had to get some banner. Tra- we had nothing. We, yeah, we, we had, had no logo. We had a name, and we had a show out. We had a couple of re- recordings <laughs> yeah, that we, we were had, working what, on. Two episodes out then. We, yeah. we hadn't finished up Big Jeff's sec, uh, the second episode of him. We had the first one out. That's correct. Yeah. So when we hit the door, I mean, we had to get business cards done. We were trying to get some stickers done. We came up with a logo. We came up with banners. Uh, you know, just trying to be prepared to have something to have a booth because everybody else there was selling something. Yeah. We didn't have anything to sell. We were just there promoting our That's right. show. That's right. And we didn't have anything to promote. 
with. <laughs> Nothing you know? other than our shining faces. Yeah, and a handshake. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, you know, and, and not only that, but if you're trying to talk to folks and let them know what you're doing and see if maybe you can talk to them in an interview and you need something in hand to be able to handle. Yeah. You need to yeah. be able to show them that you are legitimate and that you. Yeah, it did, it did seem helpful to, you know, hand somebody something formal, actually putting their hands and look at. And well, say, it gave yeah. us a professional. That's right. They could tell we weren't just Johnny Lane off the street. You know, yeah. we, we were, we were, uh, you know, actually That's serious right. about what we were doing and yeah. and had taken the time and effort to get everything done. Right. So, I mean, it was it, it was really helpful. But some of the stories that we heard there were pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean, I, it was funny that by Sunday, Friday, people were a little standoffish of us. Yeah. Saturday, people were more respect, receptive. And then by Sunday... Sunday, we actually had three people come up to us and ask if they could be on the show and started to share some of their stories. I got a fishing story out of a guy that I told him if he can tell it and make it (laughs) PG-13, we can tell it. But I'm not 100% sure you're going to get the whole story out of him if you if you rate him but we may have to we have, may have to edit him a little bit well it was one guy that came up and, and i got to talk with him i know he's had a mississippi state hat on and and i know you went to state and i've been a state fan all my life and so i got started talking football with him a little bit going, going to relate to him and then he started asking me questions about well do you remember the 75 game and i just had to look at him a little bit and like no, sir. I was, that's a little bit before my time. <laughs> uh, I may have heard about it. To be honest, I wasn't even born at that time. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean it was it was good just getting out talking to people and and um and just just telling them what we did and and, and you know the what we're trying to do with it. And it, it was pretty cool. And I mean even when we got up on stage, like you said, talking an hour, maybe before I knew it, we were thirty minutes in, and you know it was pretty cool interviewing the kids. And because what we tried to do was get some kids up there. You know, we talked about who we are, kind of where we came from, talked about what podcast we've gotten out already and kind of the vision we wanted to, what vision we had to, to, for the show to go. And then, you know, we brought some kids up on stage and, and let them tell about their first hunting story, you know, their first hunting trip, you know, killing their first deer. And we had a couple of little, little interesting stories come out at what one, one little kid come up there and he said he wasn't much of a hunter but he did play ball mm-hmm. and that his dog was the second fastest in the world. And he outran it. He did. And then <laughs> the more he talked, when we went to question him a little bit, he let us know that the puppy was only nine months old. <laughs> and I think what he actually meant to say was the breed of the yeah. dog was supposedly one of the fastest in the world, not specifically his, but the way he pointed it out was that his dog the one at his house was the second fastest dog in the world. I was thoroughly impressed there for a while. Oh, I wanted to watch him run. <laughs> we, we were going to have to race him. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we were going to have to get over on the side in a clear run and, and see if I could get him in a 40 or not. And he probably would have, I mean, if he was out running the second fastest dog in the world, he probably would have gotten me. But Probably. I'm not above tripping him. I mean, if we had to, <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we were going to make sure that we come out ahead. Well, like, after him – we had another uh, a young lady that came up. She was trapping rabbits in a box with a stick, and little did we know. And a string. Don't forget and a the string. string. And she was hiding behind a tree. And it was that other boy's sister. Yes. They, yes. They were, but neither one were very shy on the stage, <laughs> and both of them had active, very active stories to tell. I, I would almost bet that there's not many dull moments around that house. One, you got a, you got a 
a, a kid that can outrun the second fastest dog in the world and his little sister traps rabbits with a stick, a string, and a box. Yeah, I, I'm going I'm to say that's probably a, <laughs> an interesting time at all times. Oh, don't you know. You know and then we had, uh, we had Luke come up. Uh, my son came up, and we were telling his Texas story, which still to this day makes my side hurt laughing at that thing up there screaming when that bird was flying around the box. Well, I've heard you tell that story before because I remember y'all got back from that trip. You was telling me the story, but it's always better getting it from the person it happened to. Well, Luke Luke was telling it. You you know how animated Luke can be, but just hearing him tell about how that bird got up, it was in the box stand, and he uh, that was pretty good. And just for throwing this out there, he has already let me know that he and several of the boys on the peewee football team would make really good interviews. <laughs> so we may actually have to shoot a podcast with a I couple know, of them knotheads and see if oh, we can't. Yeah. Hopefully they won't tell anything that their mamas would get on to them for. <laughs> uh, and that was, look, the other day when we were on stage, that was one of the first things my mama told me. I'm 42 years old. Mama drove up to Jackson to listen, and she said, now don't you get up there and say anything about me. Don't you even bring my name up. Yes, ma'am. We will make sure we keep that out of it. It was pretty cool for Mama Poole to come out and uh and sit in the state sit in the stands and watch. Well, and we had a we had a pretty good crowd. We did. Now we actually um we we had a a pretty good time slot there too. Yeah, twelve I mean, to one. Twelve to one. If you looked in the program, that was actually the time that Will Primos was supposed to speak. So can we say we filled in for Will Primos? We we can, and there's more backstory to that. But well, we could actually say that you know. At one time in life, we filled in for him. Will Primo, yeah. So, hey, I'll go with that. Hey, I, 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 I brought the it. thing home and circled it and wrote our name in it. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But pretty the, cool. Uh, you know, uh, moving on from that a little bit, going back into this technology and stuff and, and trying to learn how to produce a better podcast. You know, we've both, we've both joined podcast groups and trying to follow yeah. along with some stuff there and anybody that's ever fooled with this, this is a completely different language. I mean, <laughs> a guy asked me the other day something about a reverb, and I asked him if that came before or after the noun. Uh, <laughs> when we were at the gym the other day and we ran into my English high school English teacher, I was I told her that same joke, and she fell out laughing. She thought it was hilarious, but it was – She got the joke. She did, <laughs> yeah. She she really understood where we really didn't understand. So this has been a learning curve, and, and like I say, we, we ask all of y'all to bear with us. We're trying to get the audio yeah. better. We think the content is something that deserves to be as good on our end as we can. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the clearer we can get it to y'all, the, the, the happier we'll be, and hopefully it'll make – you know, being able to hear the stories and understand everything that everybody's saying just a little bit better. So with this, I think we got to tell a hunting story. Go for it. I got one. Um, and several people that, that you know, we, we talked about in the first podcast, we, we our hunt camp, Shaw Bros, and uh, so up in the Mississippi Delta. We've been up there, or I've, I've been hunting up there for, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. And I'll tell a hunting story. It was, it was kind of early on in – whenever we got in the camp and you know you're always searching for those new new things that come out you always have new hunting products come out and man some of them you like i'll never use that or some of them you're like man i've got to have one so i don't remember what year this was i'm gonna say maybe 2010 i'm gonna say the shaker weight decoys come out well they were the uh <laughs> ripple makers 
they came out. Or that was the first time I had seen one. And so they were advertised maybe on on a hunting show I was watching, something like that. And I was like, man, I've got to have one. We were always, you know, either toting a mallard machine around or, you know, making our own jerk cords, stuff like that. And we were like, man, we need some motion. We need motion. Which we all know motion is, is key to killing ducks. But it's one of the advantages that you want to have. So I ordered one of these things. I ordered off some website. Man, I was pumped up. And I think the the night we got to the we got to the camp night before we used it we all got up there it was four or five of us that was going hunting the next morning, going to one of our favorite spots and and I think I filled the sink one of the sinks up in the camp with water and showed it to everybody it's like man look, this is going to be spectacular. And this is going to be the the missing link to to that that quicker uh, limit that we, we we've been looking for. So we wake up you know three or four o'clock in the morning. And we go out there and and get in the get in the hole. And my buddy Judd, he's he's out there putting the decoys out. And this particular hole that we hunted a pretty good bit, we had to we had to have a P-row to get out there. The mud was so bad, man. That mud, the water wasn't that deep, but the mud would you'd go up to your knees and thighs and just nothing but mud. So we we'd take the P-row out there and, and he'd put decoys out. So he put out the decoys, and he um. He paddled back over there close to where we were. We had a little, had some brush up. You know, we could we could get hit pretty good. So I gave him this this shaker weight. I had a I had a weight on it, and I said, "Look, whenever you put it out there, turn it on, and ease it out into the water." Because I said I think this weight will probably sink it. I said, "So I don't know if it comes down to it, we can take the the string and the weight off and just let it sit out there." So, all right, all right, I got it, I got it. So he grabs it, he paddles on out there, like, where you want it? I was like, yeah, put it between those those couple few decoys right there, and we'll, we'll you know, get some motion on the water. So he said, all right. So he paddles on out there and gets there, and and he kind of spins the P-roll around where, where I can see what he's doing. He turns it on, and he just hovers it about two feet off the water, drops it. That thing made one splash out of sight. And he looks up at me, <laughs> similar to the way one of my sons would do something that they know they shouldn't have done, and I see him do it. That was about the look that I got. And I just sit there. And everybody that was with us, it was, it was three or four other guys with us, kind of all looked at me, looked at him, and it was like five seconds of dead silence. I said, well, I'll be dang. And he's still just looking at me. And I think I just turned around and went on doing something else. And I said, well, boys, if we don't fill that P-Row up with ducks this morning, I know why. I never even got to use that thing. We still talk about it to this day. We'll, uh, how deep was the water in there? I don't know how deep it was. Like I say, we really couldn't wade out into there very far because the mud was so bad. The, the water wasn't that deep right there at the edge, kind of where we stood. But we, we knew after hunting that hole a few times that we needed something there to, to go pick ducks up and we didn't have a dog with us, you know, to, to get ducks and then to get decoys. So we just always had the P-Row. But I'd say Judd paddled out there, I don't know, probably 15, 20 yards from where we were. We didn't want to get too far. But uh, but it was deep enough. I probably had, I don't know, two or three foot of string on it with a weight. And I thought the weight would sink it. But, you know, you don't want it to, to sit there and bob. You just want it to, the weight to get on bottom so it wouldn't, you know, go all the way around. And uh, But, yeah, I never got to see the magic that that thing was going to do. 
So have you bought another one since, or nope, was that, that a that, I, I was one, one and done, one time out? I said, you know what, it wasn't meant to be for us to use one of these. So I'm not buying another one. <laughs> Anybody that knows us knows that we both love to duck hunt. Um, me personally, I, I love to shoot anything on the, you know any wing shooting. Oh yeah, doves, definitely my favorite. Yeah. Doves, turkeys, ducks. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, not really into deer hunting that much anymore. Have kind of fallen off into a guide role with my children but there's no telling what amount of money we have spent on oh gadgets with duck hunting over the years and no doubt if you go out there and look in what i take with me 99 percent of the time now <laughs> it's a jerk cord yep a couple dozen decoys depending on where we're hunting at you know may take as few as three or four may take you know mm-hmm. six dozen just depends on where we're at and how much area we need to cover and what we think will work best and it never fails that once you think you have it figured out it's wrong so you got to go out there and readjust and and you have to change due to wind and everything oh yeah you know sometimes you just have to you have to paint that picture just the way they want it or they they just won't do what you want them to yeah you can get them close but to make them really seal that deal and come on in it's it's all the challenge yeah it's always but but that's part of it man if it was if it was if it was easy, we'd probably we don't give it up by now. But man, it's a it's, it's a lot of fun. I, you know, in, in duck hunting to me is more about some camaraderie. Uh, they getting to hang out with the guys and the the visiting and the storytelling and you know it's a lot of fun when everything's flying and everything's going your way. But in the in between, you know, it's not just a mad dash all the time. You're going to have no. breaks of twenty thirty minutes an hour where nothing moves. Well, it's funny because all the most most of the stories that are told, they're not filling the straps up. No. They're when you're at the camp, whenever your buddy drops your new favorite toy in the water. I remember a hunt. <laughs> I, I don't think you were on, but um, two of them got to arguing over who shot the duck, and one of them turned around and slapped him with it. <laughs> they were outside of the blind, probably in knee to waist deep water, and he turned around and popped him upside the head with the duck, just playing with it. Yeah. And said, Here you can have it. Well the other one decided he was gonna throw a decoy at him. Well before it was all said and done, both of them were completely soaking wet and it was high twenties that day. I mean it was cold. <laughs> we broke ice going in that morning. And needless to say, the other guy and I that were in the blind, they had to go back to the camp. And we had to sit there. Well, mm. we, we didn't have to sit there. We chose to sit there because ducks were still flying. And it right. was like, look at these two goobers. They have just took themselves out of the hunt because they were arguing over one poor. And I think it was a shuffler. That that made it the oh, best wow. part. It was not, you know, prime. Which to me, I mean, if it's legal, it's, it's a done deal. I'm a happy guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not it's that been picky. a lot of days I'd love to have six shufflers on the strap. Mm. <laughs> I take six just about anything. A lot of you know on some days over the years, no doubt. But you know, that's what this whole thing is about. You know, us us doing this is is a chance for for us to be able to help folks get on here and be able to tell their story, tell stories just like you just did, yeah. or or like the one that I just told. That's right. You know, and Lord knows between the two of us, we've got a lot of stories together, and oh, we've got yeah. a lot of stories apart. Yeah. Yeah, you can go in every different direction from alligator hunting to hand grabbing to oh yeah, you know frog gigging to deer hunting to turkey hunting to duck hunting to dove hunting and dove season's right around the corner. It is. I got a text this morning said you know looking good and 
I didn't know if the guy was actually telling me I was looking good or if the dove population was looking good. I'm, I'm going to go with the dove. It was. I had yeah. to ask. I mean, I, I was like, well, thank you. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I spent a little time, you know, trimming my beard this morning. But other than that, he's and like, you, no, the dove field is looking really good. And you, you also thought. made your once every six months visit to the gym this past week. So I did, and I don't I don't like that fellow that taught that anymore. If he's listening to this, uh, I called Jeremy the next morning and told him that we were still <laughs> friends and I liked him. But I was not happy with him. My hamstrings apparently have not made those moves in quite a while. Well, you need to make them every once in a while. Now. I know people here last night were laughing because I was moving around like I was 96. <laughs> I, I, I winced every time one of the kids dropped something and wanted me to pick it up because it just wasn't happening very yeah. fast. So I would squat down and make that attempt. And, and I don't know what the latter thing is. But I hope I never do the latter thing again. Whatever in the world that little setup was that we had to follow during that class the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to the gym and just working out, that's one thing. When you decide to take one of those closed-door classes, mm-hmm. those people are actually in there to hurt you. I, I think they, you know, that's why they close the door so no one else can see you in there crying. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that bad now. It wasn't that bad. I, it was not that bad that day. The next morning, <laughs> oh, my, Wow. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, look, this morning I had to kind of roll myself out of bed, and then I had to go get in the tub and soak for a few minutes just to loosen up so I could go get a lawnmower and jump on track. <laughs> when you have to do that, that's not good. Uh, but, hey, you'll be thought yeah, we were back in you. Thought we were back in high school ball days it's where you starting you. two a days, I was so sore. No doubt. It's going to get better. Yeah, I'll go back to peewee football and soccer <laughs> this week. Yeah, y'all were still trying to invite me back, and I'm like, no. I don't think I'll skip that, especially when y'all got to talking about the diet stuff y'all were doing. Okay. My eating a Fruity Pebble bar for breakfast in the morning was not apparently on y'all's diet. No, it has been what I've been kind of striving for over the last four or five months, so I'm going to stray away from that. And look, man, kudos to you. You have made some tremendous leaps and bounds and are really hitting the goals that you set, and that's that's an accomplishment all on its well, own. Well, that's what I'm going for. You know, I just – uh I just woke up one morning and said, look, here's what I'm going to do. And so it's been fun. It's been tough. It's, it hasn't been easy, but, you know. Well, anytime you set a goal, whether it's in business or personal or whatever it is, you know, you, there's always highs and lows, and it's the same thing with that. I mean. Yeah, but you still, you still get that pleasure out of getting that goal. When you set a goal that's obtainable, something you know you can reach if you put your mind to it, and it's always a satisfying part whenever you – Whenever you say, I made it. Well, I can tell you this. The head peewee football coach put Luke on a little stricter regiment the other day, and he is not happy. He's not proud of it. He is not happy. Uh, He told me the other day he was allowed a cheat day, and since he thought maybe since it was a weekend, he could cheat all weekend. (laughs) And we assured him that was not how that worked, you know, but uh, we wished him well in trying. Yeah. I'm going to do what I can to motivate him. Well, and that's what it takes. I mean, you know, a young fellow like that, he hears it from me all the time. But if he can hear it from other folks that he can actually see. That's right. That a little bit of effort and and just kind of watching what he does a little bit, you know, and, and not doing anything in excess. Yeah. You know, will we'll help him tremendously and help him feel better and, and move around a little more and maybe we can get a few more few more hunts in this year where maybe yeah. – we can cover a little more ground. Yeah, I hope I get to hunt with him this year. I had never got to hunt with Luke. I bet that would be entertaining. I don't uh, 
all three of my children are entertaining on different levels. Yes. Luke and Cam are storytellers. Lydia is, uh, she's more quiet, a little more reserved. But some of her thoughts about what's going on, <laughs> because what impresses you is not what impresses her. No. No, there can be a turkey goblin, and she has just seen the prettiest butterfly. She's just <laughs> as happy and content with the world. She's enjoying spending time outdoors, and to me, that's all that counts. Oh, yeah. Now, Cameron's, you know, Daddy, when's the shooting going to start? You know I mean? It's it's game on, ready to go. She Luke, says Daddy a time or two. Daddy, Daddy, yeah. Daddy. Yeah, I've heard that once or twice. Now, Luke's over there playing 200 questions because 20 questions is not. He's a, analyzing situations, what Luke's doing, I bet. Yes. <laughs> yes, and well, now you can say that, but on his first turkey hunt, we had played two hundred questions the night before, and then we started on two hundred questions, another set of two hundred questions the morning going over there, and then once we got there, he fell asleep while I was explaining some of the things to him. You know, I was explaining well, I just tree yelped the the gobbler cut us off, and then there was a second one that actually cut him off, and I was trying to tell him, you know what what I thought they were doing, where they were at, which side of the plot they were going to come in on. You know, we needed to be awake and alert. And when the turkey actually hit the plot, I told him twice, Luke, there's a turkey. Luke, there's a turkey. And he never moved. And I'm like, well, he is really taking this being <laughs> stealthy and this. steel, you know, <laughs> to heart. Well, the third time I said it and noticed he hadn't moved, I had to elbow him to actually get him to wake up <laughs> so that he could actually get on the bird and do something with it, which was kind of shocking to me. But the, the joy he got out of that far exceeds anything else. Cause I'm I, the joy I got out of it, you know, this past Turkey season, we've talked about it a little bit, but this past Turkey season was by far my favorite, uh, being able to help three children get their first birds was just phenomenal. I mean, I, I told Tiff before we even started, you know, grown up turkey season. If we didn't we didn't have any luck, that was that was fine. I mean, I had already had a successful season no matter oh, what. Yeah. So, and and having an opportunity to get all three of them on film yeah, also was, was awesome. really neat too. That's pretty awesome. So that's memories that they can carry with them the rest of their life. I know my little nephew, uh, a good buddy of us, ours, brought him two lynch turkey calls this morning. Now, I saw that. Now that happened in that. March. Yeah. First of March, Miner actually got his first bird, and we're going to go ahead and shout his name out since I kind of broadcast him on Facebook earlier. And uh, yeah. I'm probably going to get fussed <laughs> out about that. But we talked to him. Uh, he called me this morning and said, hey, what are you doing? And I told him I was over at Mama's Cutting Grass and that Micah's kids were over there because it's their honeymoon. He said, was Miner there? I said, he is. He said, well, good, I'm going to bring him them calls. He said, I've been holding them for six months. <laughs> so he's had those calls since March. It hadn't quite been six months, but it's been pretty close. It's been five. Uncle Allen didn't forget, though, did he? No, sir. He's been sitting <laughs> on them waiting to find that young man to be able to do that for him. And that's <laughs> that, that speaks a lot. That speaks volumes for him. Oh, yeah. yeah and the is. character that he has to be able to do that. Kids not even not even related to him, but he cares that much about, you know, a kid's first birth. Miner had no idea who he was. Uh, as far as I know, that's the first time he's really? ever met him. Wow. It's just something he does within our group. Yeah. I would be willing to bet, and I don't want to put him on the spot, but he has probably done that for 10 kids that I know. You know, if if you're wow. in, in the group, the kind of the circle that we all run in, yeah. you know, it's uh, 
it's, it's just something that he does. Um, and a tremendous shout-out to him for that. And, yeah, that's pretty and, cool. And, you know, in our group, and I kind of hate to, you know, brag on them too much because their heads are going to swell, but we've got several guys that, you know, they're just good guys. They're, yeah. they're good old country boys. If you needed something, they're going to give you the shirt off their back. If you called them at midnight and said, hey, man, I need a hand, they're on a dead sprint to get there. And the world could use a lot more people like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we may not, we may go, you know, some of us, we may go two or three months and not see each other or talk to each other much, but it, it takes about maybe two seconds and we hadn't missed a beat. No, I picked up right where we started. <laughs> it may, may even backtrack just a little bit and tell something that we did a yeah. year or two before. And well, you know, this year, you know, kind of going back to the to the Delta banquet, one of one of the one of our good buddies, you know, Judd, he's a he's a little call maker himself, and you know, he actually made the calls that's going to be for our gun of the year this year. And um, I think that's something, just another talent, I guess, that our little little buddies is little ring of buddies is, has got and. And those things come out looking awesome. You know, I sat down the other day, and I'm sure the more that we spend time thinking about it, but kind of got to looking in this area within, say, 30 miles, 20, 30 miles of this area, just looking for folks maybe I could contact and see if they would mind doing an interview with us. There's a lot of people in this Amick County region and, you know, Pike County, Walthall, mm-hmm. Wilkerson, uh, Adams, uh, Lincoln County, there are a lot of really neat people out there who have done some pretty phenomenal things. I mean, we, we've got, you know, country music singers. We've got guys that are big in the hunting industry. We have guys who yeah. build and make calls. We have, and, and ladies too, um, we have folks who have invented stuff, who have created things that have gone on to help the entire world come out of this area. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I... I we revert back to Lynch turkey calls there sometimes. Lynch was here for 23 years. We grew up playing around over there. Knew, the, knew his boys and everything, and it didn't hit me till I was older in life how cool that actually was. Yeah, and how, how a, I guess, a, a national icon in the turkey world that is. I mean, you can go to a, almost all over the country and say something about Lynch turkey calls, and somebody's going to know what you're talking about. And for that to be right here in Liberty, Mississippi, I mean, that's just a, just another example of what you're just talking about right there. Well, it, it's not here anymore, but it was right, it was yeah. for a long time. For 20, 30 years it was here. I, I believe it was 23 is what Nick told me. Uh, I don't want to misquote that, but um, it was 23 or 24 years yeah. that it was here. And, I mean, it was just right down the road from where we're recording it now. I mean, yeah. you can you can be there in five minutes. It doesn't take you just a hop, skip, and a jump, as you want to say, or cross yeah. the holler. Mm-hmm. But – this region has also some really phenomenal hunters in it. Yeah. And we have some really creative storytellers. Yeah. Some are <laughs> are really good at telling stories and uh some some you automatically believe and some you know they're full of they're, <laughs> what old John Wayne and them you say uh, telling a windy. Uh-huh. Uh when they start on it so you know and some of the some of the detail gets pretty detailed. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean it's been some phenomenal deer come out of this area. I mean this this area down here, you know, the the turkey hunting's great, the fishing's great, and the uh, you know the deer hunting is, is is all in the same. So it is, it is that. Well, Jake, man, I I kind of think we kind of just wanted to get us another episode out here, kind of talk about some of the things we've been doing here lately, 
And, man, I'm looking forward to some of these podcasts we're going to start putting out here pretty quick, you know, with one company, a local company that we have here, and just learning their backstory and talking about these these couple episodes we've got recorded. It's pretty awesome. Oh, no doubt. Some of the interviews that we have coming up, not only mm-hmm. with them, but, look, I told the guy the other day, I, I'm going to tell this, I'm not going to tell his name, but when we were at the expo the other day, I got to meet a legend that I have followed for years and years. And the guy actually, you know, asked me, you know, he said, you know, you're, you're making me feel old here. <laughs> and I said, well, that's fine. I said, but I've, I've followed you being an outdoors guy or, or a person. He's been a personality in this industry for years upon years. Yeah, long time. And I told him, I said, look, just forgive me, but I'm kind of like a fat kid in a candy store right now. <laughs> I mean, I was fired up. Uh, when the man went and dug through his briefcase for several minutes, to find me a business card just to make sure that I knew who to call and where yeah. to call to be able to get him on this show. Oh man, that made my, <laughs> that made my whole time. I mean, I was, I was tickled about it. I, I, I and I'm looking forward to getting to do that one. Yeah. But, that's going to be a good one. You know, some of the ones we have coming up are people with unique and different stories. It's not just hunting stuff. You know, this is folks that are in the outdoor industry some of them are not from this area. Some of them are big followings on Instagram, yeah. big followings on Facebook, Twitter, whichever other social media source. And and to go back real quick, I mean, that's something the last couple of weeks we've had to learn. Yeah. Because good Lord knows I mess up Instagram about every third day. <laughs> I get a text going, hey, you can't do that. You need to go back and fix your picture. About every other post, you, you get some kind of advice that, hey, yeah, didn't know it yesterday that when you ask people to post a picture on Instagram, they're not allowed to post a picture back in the comments. Uh, yeah. Now, the Facebook, we got several pictures in there, but wasn't, I was wondering why it really kind of fell off and wasn't really doing much <laughs> on Instagram. And then somebody alerted me of that. Uh, we've we've had a guy that's followed us pretty closely that uh, he feels determined to let me know every time that I mess a picture <laughs> up and I don't shrink it to where it all fits. Yeah. He actually sent me a message and said, who is actually running this Instagram? You or Jacob? I said, who do you think? <laughs> he said, I'm going to go with Jacob. I said, that's correct. <laughs> but hey. When you know what you know and you know what you don't know, yep. that comes in. And I know I do not know this, but I am learning quickly. Like I say, this is a complete new thing for us. So uh, we both have other careers that are in completely different things. And yep. this is something new we have picked up and started, and we we hope that y'all are enjoying it because we know we are. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're having a great time with it, and and like I say, we we've upgraded some equipment, and we we believe that we've got a few things ironed out that we thought we had a little bit of issue with, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can just make this better and better and better. So we want to thank everybody for for listening in today. And do you have anything else you want to? Just be looking out. We've got those uh we got a new series gonna come out here pretty quick. So just be watching for that. And we thank all of you for listening to this edition of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. God thank bless. You. Well, ain't nothing like a southern air. Lord, to make you feel alright, I got the windows down, I got the radio on.